A reading from John 18, 12-14, 19, 23-24. Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas the high priest. I just want to focus on this highly ironic um, uh, comment by uh, Caiaphas who says, that it would be good if one man died for the people. The reason it's ironic is he has a very singular meaning that he's applying to this. But from the perspective of 2,000 years later, we apply a very different meaning to the exact same idea of one dying for many. Right. Uh, In this instance, he's speaking in the immediate and saying if this uh, teacher, as he's perceiving him, continues on, it's going to continue to create uh, stress in our community, which is going to make the Romans uncomfortable, and they're going to put their foot down on us. So let's take him out so he doesn't mess up our peace and doesn't mess up um, our ability. It's kind of interesting. They're, in the same way the Romans are, have power over them, as religious leaders, they're manipulating the Romans by doing the things that they want to keep peace in that land. And we know, looking on it from the back picture, theologically, not just in the immediate, that Jesus would die for all. Uh, One man. Uh, He's the new Adam. Uh, Paul says it this way, that uh, the new Adam came and uh, took sin on for uh, the rest of us. And as we were born into sin with the first Adam, now the second Adam, uh, Jesus comes along and he takes that sin. He bears it himself. And if we will come into agreement with him that he is our sin bearer, uh, we no longer have to bear our own sin. That's a, a, a profound idea of linking Jesus to Adam. And I remember reading it in the letters of Paul, but I can't remember exactly where it was. Uh, well, you mentioned earlier that it's 1 Corinthians 15 that um, we were uh, looking at a little bit. Um, it says it this way, uh, For as by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, also in Christ shall all be made alive. And so there's that connection of the two there, but really the passage that captures it the best is Romans chapter 5, uh, beginning of verse 12, which talks about the, the old uh, Adam, the first Adam and the second Adam, and how Jesus comes to undo what the first Adam did. Right. And our participation in that work of um, sin. It's not, it's not just that we're born with original sin, Um, We agree with that principle. Uh, No one has ever been condemned simply because of original sin. We have this ability of sinning on our own, which adds to uh, our foot in Adam. There's a very nice uh, summary of this very complex theological uh, idea or reality, theological reality in the cross 
that can be found in 2 Corinthians. Be reconciled to God. For God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. In that short passage in 2 Corinthians 5 is the summary of the whole theology of the cross and linking Adam and all who were to follow to what Jesus does to bring us into relationship with God himself through Christ. Theologically, we refer to it as a substitutionary atonement. Uh, what I give to the equation is my sin, and what Jesus gives to the equation is his righteousness.